You're tuned in to House Smarts Radio with Lou Manfredini. Now's the time to call in with your home improvement questions. And when we pick up, we'll say... Hello, I love you, won't you tell me And then you'll say... Hello. Or... Hello. Or... Hello, darkness, my old friend. And then we'll say... Good morning. And then you'll say... Hello, I need somebody. And then Lou will jump in and say... If you got a problem, don't care Here he is now, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. I'll show you You know, um, being on the radio is not that difficult, not that hard. Um, but I should just tell you, leading out on the show four hours now, Lindsay has a canker sore on her tongue, and so it's going to be tough for her to speak this morning. You were sharing. I wish everyone. I wish it was television because then people could see you sticking your tongue. Hey, really? Here, right over here, right over here. So anyway, good morning. Thank you for sharing that. Ambacil. I think that's what you're supposed to put on it. Ambacil. Isn't that a thing? That's the thing. Wait, the newlywed is back in this chair. I can't believe, I thought for sure, first of all, congratulations, Don Kleppen. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I and Andy Mazer, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, congratulations to you, Andy, for I don't know what, but I want to congratulate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, And um, I, I got to see a beautiful video of you and your lovely wife, Gretchen, Leaving, you know, after you said I do, and you both looked fabulous and happy, and thank you. Uh, we're just all super happy for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I- I'm thrilled to be back. It's uh, it's great to be back at GN Radio here. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, really? is it though? Really? Is it right? That, is it really? Because I thought that if anybody would stay in Hawaii, it Man. would be a Don Kleppen. Man, that's like your vibe over there, it right? Was, it was really tough to uh, to make that flight back. I'll tell you, Gretchen and I both were looking for reasons to stay. We found many of. Like, them. They have radio here. I could work here <laughs> in Hawaii. I could be Don Kleppen of Hawaii. I know. I, I just, could be Aloha Cannabis Man. I need a <laughs> change the name of the podcast. I know, right? I did. Uh, I need a traffic pronouncer guide though, because I did. Uh, I was saying some street names while I was there, and people were like, "No, that's uh, well, that's not the that. way." That's easy. You'll learn that. Yeah, but man, it was uh, man. What a time! The last three weeks have been just absolutely insane. And uh, oh, I have goosebumps. I yeah. know that's so great. That's so that's cool. awesome. Congratulations cool. to you. That's great. And then we, we've got lots to celebrate. Uh, Don and Gretchen's wedding from three weeks ago, which is great. And uh, Lindsay's daughter, Sydney, it's her birthday today. Whoa. Oh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Eight. That's amazing. Uh, hopefully we'll get to speak with the birthday girl at some point. Wish her a happy oh. birthday. I'm sure she would love that, uh, which is very nice. And then I was like, when I was thinking, I mean, I, I knew today was Sydney's birthday. And then I thought, hmm. I think today was Princess Diana's birthday, and then I asked you that, and we checked, and she would have been 62 years old mm. today. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never knew it was her birthday today. Yeah. Well, there you go. They share a happy birthday Two today. Two princesses. Um, later on today, uh, this is a fun, I have a fun interview coming up with Holiday, well, I'm going to tell you right now, because I, I tease this to you as well. So, my daughter-in-law, so we were looking, hey, we need to do some 4th of July recipes, right? I mean, it's like... Uh, Look, the burgers and the hot dogs, that's fine. You know, everybody does it. But we want to do something a little special. And so I said to Lindsay, let's find somebody who can give us some fun recipes. Well, then she talked to my daughter-in-law, Amy, who follows all these people on Instagram. And she found this guy, Grossi Pelosi. <laughs> okay. And it comes from some movie, Lindsay, that Drew Barrymore's in that has like a funny nickname. Oh, yeah. Um, Grossi Josie. Grossi Josie. So he went to college. And, like, that movie must have been out when this guy went to college, and all his buddies started to call him Grossy Pelosi, and that's where it came from. That's so funny? 
Okay. I wondered where that. It's so yeah. funny. I love that. Movie. But so we're going to give later on. He's going to give three recipes, and there's an ice cream cake. Okay, Man. that he gives a, uh, and it has fluffernutter on it. Ugh, that's oh. one of the ingredients. You Man. like that? Totally. Yeah, Lindsay, you don't like that. You no, kind of made a face. Okay. Well, I mean, I but wait. Okay, and I'm not going to give all the ingredients because I want you to listen. But the first thing you do is you take saltine crackers and you crunch yeah. them up and you mix them with peanut butter. Oh, excellent! And that's the first layer. And he's describing it. I go, hold on, stop. That's it for me. I could put that in a bowl. <laughs> I could eat that in a bowl. That is enough. Right. Right. Saltine like crackers. Save. How, now, how much would you pay? Butter. How yeah. delicious does that sound? That sounds so very right? tasty. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Right? That's so good. It's one of my favorite parts of soup is just crunching up the crackers, you know? Oh, right? Yeah. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. That is the best part. I love I love a good, you know what I love? A good oyster crackers. Yeah. Oh, so right? Really add a lot. In some clam chata. Mm-hmm. Right? Chata. Mm, I like a good Ritz. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Those are good, too. Ritz are good, too. How about mm. a club? More buttery. Ritz cracker. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Andy? Who was that? Mmm, Ritz mm, Cracker. Ritz Cracker. It was Andy Griffin. Andy Griffin, Used yeah. to be the Ritz Cracker uh, spokesperson on commercials. Dad and I are too young for that. 857. <laughs> well, it. welcome back, everybody. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Lots to talk about this morning, but we want to hear from you. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Oh, how about this? We'll call you. Our first caller is going to win a House Smarts radio pin. And I got the big wheel. I put a little uh, Superzilla on it to make sure that it was sticking the other day, so I had to do a little work on it. Look at that. Sounds good, right? Oh, all right. Our first caller this morning is Gail in Streamwood. Get the phones there and give her a call. Fancy phone system's not working because you're seeing it there and I'm not seeing it over here. 857-557-4LU. 857-I don't see it. I'm t- you can talk to me. I I am not seeing it at all on my end, so it's not talking to me. Maybe the people uh, at our phone service knew that we were thinking about changing and now they're mad at me and they're just making our life dis- difficult. Gail and Streamwood, don't go anywhere. We're going to call you in just a second. We're going to just make sure that everything works and... This is uh, technology when you're on the radio. That's all the good stuff that we have to do in the morning. So let's just try one more time and see if we can get that to work. And don't go anywhere. It's coming right back. Good morning. Good morning. And there I see. Yeah. No, nobody's there. No one's there. Oh, there she is. There she is. Hey, Gail, is this you in Streamwood? It is me in Streamwood. Yes. Ah, good morning. Thanks for being our first caller this morning. Being patient. How may I help you? Um, I have a what would Lou do kind of problem I'd like to ask you about. <laughs> okay. I moved into a, a small condo unit uh, the end of last year, and in it there's a full-size stack washer and dryer Samsung 
and I would like to get that dryer serviced and have the vent cleaned, and I don't find anyone who's willing to come out and do whatever they have to do to that thing because it's in the corner and it's a stack. Mm. Um, well, you know, when you say serviced, it's not the dryers. You just need the vent cleaned out, right? Right. That's on top of the washer. Yeah. Um, a lot of HVAC companies do dryer vent cleaning. And you know who else I think does it is Lindemann Chimney Heating and Cooling. And so they'll come. So they'll they'll move it. They'll move it. They'll disconnect the pipe. You know, 90% of the lint when you clean out the dryer is uh, right at the connection point where the hose comes out of the dryer. And uh, and then right. and then typically it's at the wherever the um, uh, the vent sticks out of the wall there too. And so you said you're in a condominium yeah. Are you, uh, are you first floor, second floor? First floor, middle okay. unit. So okay. I've got two All people right. on the side of me. Okay, so that's convenient. I would start with Lindemann Chimney Heating and Cooling, okay, and uh, and ask them about doing the dryer vent cleaning, and they should be able to come out and help you with that. I mean, they clean chimneys. They do furnace and AC. A lot of them offer the service. Um, it's funny because... If I was one of these companies, I would advertise because there's so many people like you that don't know who to call, and I think this would be a great opportunity for people to uh, to do that. A lot of times, uh, condo associations do offer that as a as a service for everybody. Like they get one company to come out and they do the whole building. You're new. Mm-hmm. To, you're new to this building. Yes. Okay. I mean. You could you could ask you know whoever's on the condo board about it, but I think if you if you contacted Lindemann, they would be able to help you. Okay, I'll try them and see if they will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, you're more than welcome. I hope you have a lovely uh, weekend uh, this Fourth of July weekend. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our phone number. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. It's Saturday morning, and it's the 4th of July. Well, I've got a flagpole, and the rope broke, and I can't raise the flag because the rope is broke. Do you have any ideas? What you got going on this weekend? Can Lou help? You know who I think I would contact? Go walk down to the firehouse and say, look, I got the rope. Could you guys come by with one of your ladders and just feed the rope through my pole for me so I can hang old glory once again? Now's your chance. And let me ask you this. Can you bake it all? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm great at that. Yes, I am. You know, I've never been a fireman, but I don't think they say no to free food. Now here's your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Come from the cities and come from the small towns. First of July, but you get the point. Welcome back. 857-557-4-Lou. 847-557-4568. This is Marty in Rogers Park. Hey, Marty. Yeah, hi, Lou. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, hey, sir. I appreciate, appreciate you taking my call. And I just used Wet and Forget. I was up in uh, lovely Traverse City at my mom's house. Beautiful. And she has a lot of, al- she has a lot of algae and mold and, uh, on her roof. I used. I bought a bottle of the Wet and Forget that has the. Uh, oh, there's two different nozzles on it. One is a jet spray that sprays up to thirty feet. The other yep. is a nice fan spray. Yep. yep. Applied it 
it works perfect. Well, I mean, the, the, the application is perfect now. Now, now I've got to wait for it, you know, to work. Exactly. Now, here's my problem then. So, uh, I went into lunch. I got half the roof done. I went out. I went back and found my bottle. It had kind of imploded. I actually shut the water off and everything. Two questions. And that, one is, my bottle kind of like kind of sucked in like a vacuum on itself and went in. The other thing is, can I use any other bottle of uh, any kind of spray bottle that that uh, special uh, what I want the, the special spray um, thing went on? You mean, in other words, well, can you take what's in the bottle? Does the bottle no longer work? Well, well, the bottle kind of imploded on itself. And it broke, or it, so, it, it's oh, so okay. It hold on, it let, didn't break. It, okay, no, go ahead. Let me let me because I, I want to stop you just because. One of the things when, you know, I know these wet and forget people really well, and this hose idea, they have been working on for years, and the biggest mm -hmm. challenge for them was the mixture that, like that hose, the, the thing that, that sprays it, it's more sophisticated than we could all imagine, because it perfectly mm -hmm. mix the wa mixes the water and draws the right amount of the product through to give it the right mix when it comes out. And that was the big challenge when they were designing that bottle to get it just right. And so you can't put that into a spray bottle and put it on full strength because that's not the proper solution. Okay. And, and, and with that said, because then I know, because I bought another gallon jar that's like a concentrate, no, and so they, that and that's not the same. That they said no. Right. Yeah, they said don't do that. Don't do that. No. And then then there was another bottle that you could buy that's just like you spray on. You know, it's like a like a. Well, a do index. you do like you need? <clears throat> okay, so do you not need to be able to spray it for thirty feet? You just need something I need to, more I, detailed. I need to spray it. I need to spray it thirty feet. Okay. Well, they make uh, a reef so that I don't have. Okay. Well, yeah, there is a refill. There is a refill, but the problem is your bottle didn't didn't work. Or well, your it, it something happened. Great. Something happened to the bottle. So I would I would go, and I don't know why it imploded or came inside, but it, wherever you purchase the wet and forget, if you explain the situation, they probably will give you another bottle and be able to make a claim of some kind of defect. I'm not trying to mm -hmm. skirt anything, but if you had brought that to one of our stores, we probably would do that and just, you know, okay. give you a new bottle and go. I mean, if if you didn't do anything wrong and just something happened, it, you should be able to leave that thing connected to the hose, and the bottle shouldn't uh -huh. do anything. It's not. It, it's not. Oh you know, yeah, because I I I even turned the water off and took the pressure off, made it on one so the water could totally and flow through. And I went outside. I'm like, what happened to that bottle? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, well, well, I appreciate, though, the fact I know you've talked highly about Wet and Forget, and I'm anxious to see how it works uh, when I go back up to Traverse City. And, uh, well, I, I know it takes time for that product to work. A couple so weeks. It could be two weeks, couple weeks, two yeah. months, whatever yeah. it is. So I'm anxious to see that. But I appreciate uh, the advice you gave me, and uh, that's why I use that product. So, Marty, have Thank a great you. holiday weekend. Stay safe. You too. Be safe. Thank you. 857 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Now, 
back to your big brother in the business, taking your phone calls live. Lou Manfredini and the House Smarts Radio. Love this American 857-5574. Lou is our phone number. 857-557-4568. This is uh, Kelly in Aurora. Hi, Kelly. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. I have a question about my kitchen sink. Um, I want to replace it, and I have a double bowl. And so I bought a single bowl from Menards. I made sure I got the right size. And I'm looking at it. Um, you know, I've got everything else from underneath the sink. I see all the PVC pipes and all the, you know, valves, hot water, cold water, drain. Can I just do this myself, or do I have to have a plumber? Oh, Kelly, I love you. I think that's awesome that you want to do this. Um, and I think that if you take your time and you don't get overwhelmed, you can mm-hmm. do it. Now, let me ask you oh. this. So you have a double bowl sink that is made of what? Um, it's a composite. It's made to look like stainless, but it's not. Okay. And is it an undermount sink? No, it's mounts on top of the countertop. Okay, and that's what you bought as well? Correct. Okay, so, I mean, there's a gazillion YouTube videos out there, but basically what you're going to do is turn off the water stops, right, that lead up to Mm -hmm. the... Are you changing the faucet or just the sink? No, the faucet as well. Okay, so you're going to turn off... I mean, the faucet goes... I'm sorry, you go. No, no, no. So the faucet's in the sink. You know how it comes out separately, and so I take both pieces out. First, the sink part, I mean, the faucet part, then the sink. Right, right, but the the faucet, right, but your old sink, the hole where the faucet goes in is in the sink, not the countertop. Correct. Okay, so you're going to turn off the hot and the cold water. You're going to make sure that those, so like the first step in plumbing when you're doing this is when you turn off those valves that most people don't turn off, you're yeah. praying that they actually turn the water off, right? Because no one ever sure. articulates and uses those things. So you'll turn them off, you'll turn the faucet on, and you'll pray that it's not leaking. And if you're lucky enough that it works, then you can disconnect the two um, water lines that come off of the top mm-hmm. of those. Have you ever done any of this? Um, no, but, I mean, it looks straightforward. I love it. I love I love a person that's got confidence. That That is the let me tell you, confidence is the key to success. Yeah. So when you hold, so when you're going to do this, you're going to need a little wrench to take off the mm-hmm. nut holding the water line, but you're also going to need a pair of pliers or slip joint pliers to hold the body of the valve that you just turned off. So you're not turning that as you're loosening the line. Does that make sense? Got it. Absolutely. And you're and the other thing I will tell you as well: get a really bright light. And put it in yeah. the sink base so you can see what you're doing because it's dark down there. Yeah. And so you're going to take those off. Fine. Then you're going to take a little, um, like a shallow bowl or a, or a bucket underneath the trap and you're going to loosen all that. That trap's going to be full of water. Right. And as you take it off, you're going to spill it into the bowl or the bucket and get all the water out of there. Mm-hmm. And then the pipe that okay. goes into the wall, right, is going to mm-hmm. smell. And so you're going to take a, either a damp rag or a couple of paper towels and shove it in there so you don't have to smell the sewer smell oh, as you're doing the rest of your work. Good idea. Okay. Thank you for that tip. <laughs> now, now you're now essentially you're disconnected. You're going to take mm-hmm. a sharp utility knife 
around the perimeter of the top of the sink where the sink hits the um, countertop. Before you do that, look up underneath there, and there's probably some clips that are actually Mm -hmm. drawing the sink and connecting it to the countertop. Yes. Loosen those. Take those completely out. Then take Mm -hmm. that utility knife and go around the sink to cut any caulking that is there. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to use a thin, stiff, bladed putty knife. And you're going to kind of work yourself around and kind of lift and work yourself around trying not to damage the counter until you kind of feel it pop. And then you're going to grab it, and it's going to be pretty heavy, and you're going to pull the whole Mm -hmm. thing. You're going to pull the whole thing out. Oh, that's going to feel good. (laughs) It it actually does. (laughs) Then you're going to clean up any caulking that is on the countertop. Get all that clean with the putty knife. A plastic putty knife is a is a good idea because it won't scratch the countertop. And then, Mm -hmm. before you do anything else, dry fit the sink before you do anything in the hole to make sure that it works. Okay. And then here's a pro tip. Mount Mm -hmm. the faucet on the sink before you Mm. mount the sink. Oh, how smart is that? Right, because now you're sitting. You're not cramped up under there. Correct. Mm -hmm. So you're going to tighten it all up. You're going to look at it. It looks great. The water lines, if the new faucet, most new faucets now come with a flexible water line already connected to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to ensure that the nut that comes with the new faucet is the same size going onto that valve that you have there. Mm-hmm. It's probably a three-eighths yeah. compression, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you, with the manufacturer, they probably give you clips with the new one, and then you're going to take some... You said it's a stainless steel sink? Yes. And what color is your countertop? Um, it's a green laminate. Okay. So if you set that sink on there... You know, when you dry fit it and you look at it and you're like, wow, that looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to do any caulking to mess it up. Um, what I would do is use a clear caulking to set that sink to seal it. Yeah. And I would put a bead around the uh, counter mm-hmm. and then carefully lay the sink, tighten up the fittings on the bottom so that the caulking squirts out. And that's going to be a latex mm-hmm. clear caulk that's going to go on. Okay. It's going to go, when it's on, it's going to be white, but when it dries, it's going to be clear. Right. And whatever squirts out, you're going to take a damp, a little damp uh, rag and wipe it all around and make it look really nice and clean tighten, uh-huh. after you tighten everything up. And then you connect your faucet. you got to put a new basket strainer on the sink. Right. Right? Uh, that one, yes. That one you could do when the sink is out, but I would do that after because it seems to work better, at least for me. And you need, okay. you need plumber's putty. You're going to need to watch a bunch of YouTube videos, but yeah. you, but the point is, yeah. you can do this. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. My, my biggest con- One of my biggest concerns was, um, of course, the, well, the new sink is deeper than the old sink, yeah. so the PVC fittings underneath the sink are going to have to be different sizes. And yeah, that's, different so that's a little, right, so that's a little, yeah. you know, monkeying around, and You'll make a couple mm-hmm. of you'll make a couple of trips to the hardware store to get the right stuff, but take a bunch of pictures, you know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. hopefully the people at the hardware store can kind of say, "Take this, take this, take that." They'll probably give you more than you need, and if you don't open it, you can bring sure. it back. 
Right, right, right. And I have an Ace Hardware near me. That's where I'll be going. Perfect. Wow. Thank you so much. Good luck. I appreciate you calling, and I love that you're trying to tackle this yourself. That's awesome. I'll call you back and let you know how it goes. Perfect. I want to hear about it. That's awesome. 857 5574 Lou, all the plumbers just, uh, Center Guard Plumbing just quit. Like, why Why do I advertise now if you're not going to? Here's the thing. If it doesn't go right, if you can't, if, you, if all that seems like it's over, you do need the help of a plumber because they've done this a million times. And But there is a lot you can do, and there is such great satisfaction when you get it done, which is awesome. 857-5574, Lou. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Uh, Rini is in South Elgin. Hi, Rini. You're on House Smarts Radio. What is it? Renee. That's how you would spell Renee. Renee. You know, there's a lot of stars out there in the sky. They can't all be the brightest. How do you spell your name, Renee? R-E-N-E-E. Really? But they still shine. I would not think that's how you spell how Renee. How else would you spell Renee? I don't know, but it looks like Rini. Yeah. There's also a lot of tools out there. Now back to one of the sharpest in the shed. Some people who are really close she to wins. her call her Rini. So I'm going to call her Rini. Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Just walk away, Renee. You know, you're not a nice person. So much fun making that. <laughs> I'm, I am such an easy target. I, you know, the thing is, is that people are going to realize that I'm not that smart, <laughs> and you keep doing that. No, you do. You're just you shine. You shine somehow. Rini, so I call her Rini. That's like you her, can't know everything. No, exactly. I can't know, and I don't purport to know everything. Rini. Eight five seven. Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is Heather, who's in Northbrook. Heather, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, good morning, Lou. Thanks so much for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, What's going on? Okay, so I have a patio, a concrete patio, and a walkway that I want to replace, and I've been getting estimates and. Um, you know, pavers, I'm always reluctant. I see, like, neighbors and whatever where there's always the weeds growing through. And I know that can happen to any crack, you know, with concrete. Sure. But um, everyone's been kind of guiding me towards the pavers. And I am all gung-ho about doing it from my walkway to the front door. But um, I was still pretty content with concrete for the patio. And now I'm like, well, if I'm doing it, I'd love a fire pit. <laughs> right. And... Put a gas pipeline out there, which the gas line is right there. But um, the guy that I love, out of all the guys I've interviewed, the guy that I really like, he um, doesn't, he's like, oh, I have a buddy who could uh, do the fire pit, but you're going to have to hire someone else to do the gas line. So I want your opinion. I feel like I should perhaps find someone else who is trained in doing all of that together. Well, I mean... Okay, so unlike the lady that wants to put her own sink in, you know, the, <laughs> the gas line, you want a plumber to do that, right? And in, and, in, okay. and in particular, if you go with concrete, okay, um, you want to make sure that's done right, because once that concrete is poured, there's no going back, Irene. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, we, and I'll give you an example. We did a project a few years ago at our house where I put in a gas grill and I buried a gas line. And depending on where you're doing this, where, where do you where do you live, Heather Northbrook? So Northbrook may allow uh-huh. you to do they they make 
They make a plastic gas line that is approved. Like the gas company, that's what they're running now to homes for services, this big yellow pipe. And they make oh. they make this, it's a very heavy duty, it's actually much better than metal because it, you know the ground doesn't affect it. And there's connectors for it that you have to do absolutely correctly or it'll leak. And if that's not done right for your gas pit, right, and you pour the concrete, and now we're like, oh, I smell gas. Now we got to break up the concrete. We don't want that. So even okay. the per- the person that you love, right, you hire a plumber and you say, here's my fire pit. Well, well let me ask you this. The person that you love, is, are they doing a brick paver or are they doing concrete? Well, they do both. I have to make up my mind. I see, I see. If I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I like concrete too, and... and, and um, the thing with pavers is it's a, you know, it's a, it's a little step up in my opinion. Right. If there's ever yep. an issue with, um, I don't know, something sinking or something like that, you can br- bring up four or five pavers and add some sand and, you know, level it off again. You know what I mean? It's, okay. it's a little bit yep. more forgiving than concrete. Although now, you know, with, uh, um, you know, the, the world of the perma seal and the poly level, if anything sank, they can squirt some polyurethane in there and lift it right back up. Sure. So my argument with all I, that, I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And I do, of course, love the look of pavers. So I probably will go that way, but at least I know now that you're saying that's normal that the plumber would have to come in to do the gas line and check with the village, of course. Um, do this. If you're going to go that route, we have a great plumber that's a part of the show called Center Guard Plumbing. Center Guard Plumbing. Okay. And if you, did, did you say there's a gas line already sticking out of the back of the house? There is, right off the patio for like okay. someone used to have a grill. Right. Yeah. So then they can, you know, they'll check with Northbrook to see what is allowed, right? If they can uh-huh. use this plastic pipe or not. There'll be a probably a shutoff valve right by the house. And then once you, you know, your your concrete paver guy says, Heather, this is where the pit's going. I need the gas line to come up right here. Then they can come and uh, and put that in for you. Set it all up, make sure it works, they'll test it, and then, um, you know, the key, too, with all of that is that um, even when your guy, before he pours the concrete papers, they need to test it again before they cover it up. I have the phone number if you'd like it for Center Guard Plumbing. That would be fabulous. Thanks. 847-406-8883. Oh, my gosh, fantastic. I'm so excited to get this project underway. Great. Awesome. I'm glad you're doing it, and um, have a great weekend. You too. Happy 4th of July. God bless America. (laughs) 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Um, Hey, Lindsay, uh, hold on. Do I have... uh, No, I don't, do I? I don't have to to give anything away today. We've got a great Noodaloo 2 coming up uh, later on this morning. That you know, there's a million Bluetooth speakers out there. There's more Bluetooth speakers. Wait, here's the new Bluetooth that I want to do. I found DeWalt. I just saw this has a Bluetooth speaker that you clip on your like if you're a worker bee, you know, and you're out there working on a construction site. It's like a little speaker that you clip on like your suspenders or your jacket. Connects to your phone. Has a speaker 
and a microphone. So a lot of guys on the construction site will wear like the headphones with the music. But then if somebody sneaks up on you, it scares the bejesus out of you, right? Because you're like, ah, you know, listening to WGN, which is what you should be doing on the job site. Um, and this is a little speaker for 10 hours. I want that as an Oodaloo too. But that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Wait, why this, does it have a microphone? So you can use it for wireless phone calls. Oh. So now somebody calls you. Hi, Lindsay. What's up? I'm working. You know, banging on that thing, working, right? That's cool. Anyway, our new Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker will also keep your beer cold or your soda cold, whatever it might be. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Our flagship product, the Toto Aquaya. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Automatic lid, air dry, heated seat, bidet, and a unique glazed throat that eliminates debris. Oh, that sounds uh, great, but do you have any toilets? Now back to Lou Manfredini. It's probably a little out of our price range. It's $4,000. Trying to keep it simple. Do you have one that you could just <laughs> sit on and go poop? Right here on House Smarts Radio. <laughs> Don't have to make it so complicated. Welcome back. 857-5574-Lou. Just need a simple toilet. You can just sit on and... Two things I have to do on it. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna. I've, uh, we're moving our feature of the word of the day to the seven o'clock hour now. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you, but I'm just trying to move things along. You know, it's a four hour show. We got lots to do. Uh, Don, you've been away for a while. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the word of the day while you were gone, they were all Hawaiian words. We were doing that in your honor. Oh, how lovely! Uh, <laughs> those are tough. Words. Those are those they are fun t- words. They're so. tough. It's tough, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. I love Hawaii. Yeah, you me know. Too. Haleakala, speaking of that. Uh, See, you're a young man. You and Gretchen, go live in Hawaii. Hey, Why not? Trust me. It is uh, it is tempting. And we're, lo- we're looking at ways that we can kind of, you know, go visit a little more frequently. But we just, I mean, we had an unbelievable two weeks there. And uh, we made it to Mama's Fish House, by the way. You did? Yes. We took your advice. It was crazy. We rented a car, drove like an hour. And then when we got there, the uh, valet people were like, all right, we got nope, room. No, sorry, bud. They know they were like, we got room for two more. You're the last two who could sit at the bar. And uh, you we, sat at the bar. Yeah. And they were did like, did you see the lamp with the hula girl? Yes. Yes, I did. How hilarious. Is it was. That? It was awesome. It was just kind of moving, you know, the entire <laughs> time. Slowly. That's the Don Kleppen lamp. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right behind the bar. Right behind the bar. There's a lamp, Lindsay. And it's a hula dancer. And the lamp is just there. And it's just the lamp is on. And her little her little hips are going. Yeah. No, it was it, it's it was an amazing I I sent place. I you a video of it. I thought it was the funniest Yeah. Thing no, ever. I loved it. It was awesome. We stayed there for three hours, just the ambiance. We could have stayed for so much longer. <laughs> and how about the decor in the place? Oh, it's, I mean, the decor, the the fish, you know, models up on the walls, and then just like the wind, you know, the, the windows that are facing the ocean, you know, that there yeah. were people just walking around out there who yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. couldn't get in, but they were fine to yeah. hang around. It's right. a beautiful place. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, Andy, have you been to Hawaii? I have several times. Yes, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, Maui's unreal. Um, is the... I've been to. Oh. <laughs> Lindsay, have you been to Hawaii? 
in case you were exactly. wondering. It's lovely. <laughs> you know, what's funny is a lot of a lot of producers on WGN Radio, you don't even hear from them on the air. They never speak. But you, that's a different story. It really should be the Lindsay and Lou show. That's what it really should be. <laughs> um, so the word of the day. We're going back to the word of the day. It's not going to be Hawaiian word. Okay? Today's okay. word of the day is an adjective. And the definition is brave, heroic. And the word is gallant. Mm, nice. You know that NASCAR street race? The drivers today are going to make a gallant effort to there run the go. race. Just reminds me of the old Oldsmobile dealers. The gallant men of olds. Very good. Wow. Yeah. Don doesn't even know there was a car no, company called Oldsmobile. A little too Oldsmobile for my taste, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was kind of a funny name for a <laughs> well, car, right? It Oldsmobile. is a little, bit, a little bit. Right? Like a, yeah. like a horse-drawn carriage brings right. to mind. So your word, gentlemen and lady, is gallant for the day. And gallant. Andy, does the race start today? So there's one race today and there's one race tomorrow. The shorter race is today, the Loop 121, and then tomorrow is the Grant Park 220. Okay, so listen to this. I think you guys will find this interesting. And lady, yesterday I helped to MC an event with uh, Ace Hardware and Craftsman because they have a car, the number 20 car, that's racing today. And it's the race for a miracle car. So if you're looking for somebody to root for, this young man that's driving this car, his name is Christopher Bell. If he wins the race, Craftsman is going to donate a million dollars to the Children's Miracle Hospitals. Whoa. And a bunch of that money will go to Lurie right here in Chicago. That's awesome. Right? Very so that's cool. like, okay, I'm going to root for that guy. Totally. And so, first of all, I, I had a chance to interview the young man, and I'm looking at him, and he's 28 years old. He looks like he's 10. I swear to God, I'm like, wow. You, well, A, he is young enough to be my son. And uh, nice young man from Oklahoma. Very, I mean, a really uh, delightful young man. And I said, so how's the course? You know, I go, how's it going? He goes, I don't know. I haven't been on it. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, the track's not built yet. I go, you guys have not been driving on the course yet? He goes, no, only on a simulator. They won't get to go on the course until an hour before the race. Whoa. Did you know that? No. Yeah, you know, the thing is, too, that they were talking, some of these guys were talking yesterday about the simulator not being accurate now because there's different parts of the road that were paved before uh, or I mean, excuse me. After they were, uh, after they practiced well, they the, made simulator. the simulator, right? So a bunch of guys are actually what they're doing now. Uh, Lisa Dent had one of the drivers on yesterday. They're walking and running the track, literally on their feet, so sure. that they can see exactly where the turns are and you know, what their plan of attack might be and yeah. how many wide As, they can go in certain yeah, turns. He said yeah. he goes. He goes. I don't know if I can take that corner at twenty miles an hour or sixty miles an hour, and I won't know that until an hour before the race. I'm like. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, don't those cars cost like a gazillion dollars? Uh, sometimes <laughs> right? more than that, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, wouldn't I want to know all that? Like, if I'm the team owner, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's so much money that they're like, oh, it's just another car. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that I thought that was crazy. What time is the first race? Uh, today at 4. Both oh, races are at 4 o'clock on both days, yeah. And I'm assuming it's televised on something. Uh, NBC. Got it. Yeah. Well, good luck. I I really do want it to go off without a hitch. I want it to go well. I want everybody to have a good time. And, uh, you know, and I want uh, that kid, Christopher Bell, to win because a million dollars to Children's Miracle Network seems like a pretty good deal. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. Bring it on. Right? Bring it on, man. That gallant effort. There we go. That's our word of the day, everybody. 857-5574-Lou. 857-557-4568. Uh, this is Bill, who is in Downers Grove. Oh, good morning. You're on House March Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, I've got a problem I hope you can solve. Um, a furnace, conventional Lennox furnace, a house that's about 15 years old, um, and it's, it's just a de- in the basement. It uses a 16 by 25 by 1 filter. So exactly a week ago, and I ch- by the way, the filters are changed about every four to six weeks, okay. just to be sure. Okay. Okay, and it's just your standard pleated filter that you get from the big box stores. Okay, I pull the filter out, and it is black. It is disgustingly black. I've never seen a filter. So I go, oh, something's going on here. I don't know what. So I just changed the filter. Not a big deal. Just a little concerned, but changed the filter. Just for fun, about 24 hours later, take it apart, check the filter again. This one is almost as black. So uh, something's going on. And by the way, there's no candles in this house. This house is, I would say, exceptionally clean. Uh, it's a 2,000-square-foot house, roughly. But really, it's kept very clean. So I call an HVAC company that does the normal normal service on the furnace. And hey, can you guys come out? Well, they couldn't come out till Monday. Okay, wait, so wait, wait. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna wait. Hold on, I'm gonna stop you a second. Is this all so, in the last two weeks? Yes. Yes. Okay, exactly. Okay. This has not. Hold on. This has never happened before. No, I understand. But remember the air quality and the smoke from the fires that has has happened there's been a lot of people that have experienced this with those filters grabbing that smoke that's in the air do you think it could be that uh maybe i mean it's it's coming out really black it's just you know you look at the sky and during this last week or so in the chicago area it's kind of maybe hazy and orange but right the filter's coming out black that's what it seems like there's some terrible Okay, okay, hold on. Gluten in my right, house. Okay, hold on. Okay, so keep going. So you called the guy, he said he can't come till Monday. Well, and so the guy came out on Monday, this just past five days Monday. Ago. Okay. He did a full diagnostic on the furnace, uh, you know, check for CO, check for flu temperature, everything, opened some of the vents, stuck, looked inside, put a, I think, a borescope inside. He's stumped. He says, change the filter again and call me if, you t- if it turns black. But he spent an hour doing this full diagnostic, but can't find it so okay well so so i'm i'm happy that there's no i mean the you know the other thing is that if there was a cracked potentially if there was like a cracked heat exchanger or some kind of loss it could be that but i'm happy that that's not the case all right now keep going strangely yeah. enough he said you know, he said the furnace everything's perfect absolutely perfect he says maybe you ought to consider switching you know we can redo your furnace and put a four inch thick filter on if you're worried about this kind of dirt getting in your house and stuff like that but it it's I guess, like you said, it, it's just happened in the last week, roughly. Uh, but at any rate, I've had the same filter in now since uh, Monday, and I checked it yesterday, and it's actually pretty clean. So there's some event that just made two filters in a row get really, really dirty, but now it stayed clean. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, like you said, maybe it is the well, wildfires that are causing that kind yeah. of dust. Let me ask you one other thing. Do you know if your furnace has an outside air intake? Yes, it does. Well, it's not. No, it's not a high, super high efficiency furnace. No, no. no. But I, the house. Go ahead. 
the house does have like a six-inch vent that goes outside to a wall vent. So there is the possibility of air being pulled in. So it's bringing in fresh air into your cold air return. That's 100% what it is. That's 100%. Oh, actually, it's not. It's just dumping it into the basement. It's They're just up in the attic. But, okay, Dump, here's wait, the wait, 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 hold on. You have a... So you have a fresh air intake that comes into the basement, but it's not connected to the furnace? Not directly. It's just, you can see it. It's just, you know, there's 10-foot uh, ceilings, and you just see the opening of the duct. And, yes, if you put your hand there, you can detect a little warm, humid air. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking that duct really is only going to be really working when the furnace is in combustion mode and it's sucking air in. But when it's in air conditioning mode, how much air really gets exchanged? Well, the air inside the... Well, no, no, no. So, I mean, that filter is filtering whatever comes across it. So when that blower is on, right, you've got cold air returns yeah. in the house, right? And those cold mm-hmm. air returns, if the air quality in the, in the air is not good, um, it's going to suck through and it's going to grab everything there. I mean... It's a, I mean, it's eventually going to get it, is what you're saying. Yeah, and and you know, based on you telling me it's the past couple of weeks, and we've been through this crazy, you know, air quality. You know, maybe where you live, it's you know, a lot of people had said, "Oh, it's fine where I'm at," and then you know, you're you're you know, maybe 20 miles away, and they're like, "Oh my god, the sky is so foggy," whatever, because it's it's like a can't you know what? I mean, these wildfires, it's like a campfire. You know, when you sit around a campfire and. On one side, everybody's fine, and the smoke is blowing on the guy on the other side. He's like, I got to move. Well, it's the same thing. So maybe in Downers Grove, you needed to move, you know, because of the the (laughs) way the wind was going, and your furnace was there. So, I mean, the logical thing, if if the HVAC guy says, look, everything checks out, the thing is safe, then at least you have the peace of mind to know that, you know, there's no carbon monoxide. There's none of that. The logical thing to do is... Pay attention. Look at you. Do you have a smartphone? Yeah. Okay. So somewhere there's an air quality monitor on your smartphone that tells you what the air quality is on your weather app today, right now. So take a look at what oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look at what that number is today, right? And you said mm-hmm. now the filter seems clean, right? Or cleaner. Yep, the last five days. So now. Let's pay attention to that number every day. Write a note to yourself to look at it. And if the, as everything improves, in five days, check the filter again. And then maybe swap it out. And when we see that the air quality is better, maybe that filter was doing its job and trying to get your air to be as healthy as possible. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. Call me back in a week. I will do that. Call me back next week. Okay, Lou. Thank you for your help. Have a nice holiday weekend. I appreciate you calling. You know, I... I uh, I know I, I need to take a break, don't I? All right, I'll tell you that story in a bit. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Time now for Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts yeah. Radio. Papa's got a yeah. brand new bag. They should name the company CuteDeck.com or PrettyDeck.com or BeautyDeck.com. Well, those sound a little, uh... Uh, I think we need to come up like a more uh, what beauty deck, pretty deck. That we need more like gender neutral. Cute deck, cute deck. 
Get that. Get that. that works. Sure. Yeah. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. Before we get back to your phone calls, I've got this really fun Noodaloo 2 that, uh, well, it's gonna, it's going to help you, it's gonna help you listen to music or you can say to your smart speaker, play WGN radio, which we do. And then when you say that and you're connected on that, you either hear Lindsay or myself or Dan Hampton <laughs> first, right? Doing some kind of commercial. Uh, which is very nice. and uh, But uh, then, let's say you're thirsty. Well, you can listen to WGN, and you can quench your thirst. Take a listen. This weekend's New Tulu 2 is a cooler, it's a boombox, and it's a blast from the past. Igloo's Cool Tunes Playmate Coolers combine tasty beverages and good music. The perfect recipe for a good 4th of July. Take yourself back to 1989. Remember the OG Igloo Playmate coolers where you push the button on the side to flip the lid back? I remember ours vividly. It was red and white. I actually still think my mom has it. Fast forward to today, and we are talking about the same cooler, but better than ever, because it's now got wireless Bluetooth connectivity. I mean, why not? In fact, the entire front panel of the cooler looks like an old-fashioned boombox. The 14-quart cooler has two built-in twin speakers and can last up to 10 hours of audio playtime on a single charge on its rechargeable internal lithium-ion battery. The control panel is on the back of the cooler, and it includes an LED status indicator, the charging port, the power button, Bluetooth pairing, and volume buttons. I will say the Cool Tunes cooler is a lot bigger than the one I had growing up. This one holds up to 26 cans. Sounds like a party to me. And now there's one less thing you have to pack in your beach bag. Igloo's Cool Tunes Playmate Cooler goes for $149 typically, but is on sale now for $119. Deal! Oh, hey, and it's made in the USA. For more information, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel, and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. By the way, our Noodaloo 2 is sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. And then, like for me, because now I'm driving a Chevy Silverado, which is so fun, I could throw my Igloo Cool Tunes cooler in the background. Oh, wait, is the birthday girl waking up? Is that what I, is it ready? It's Sydney's birthday today. Anyway, this is a good one. Um... And uh, it, it's multifunction. I think it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Go to our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash housemartstv to find out more. 119 bucks for a cooler and a Bluetooth speaker. That's a pretty good deal. 857-557-4, This is Chad in Glenview. Hey, Chad, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Well, good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How may I help you this morning? Well, we have this, uh, it's an ottoman, and it's on casters, and I noticed the other day that ball bearings were coming out of it. All of a sudden, there were streaks throughout our brand new carpeting oh, no. in, our, in our family room. And now my family is going, how do we get this out? Because it is grease, ball bearings, we got those out, of course, of the carpeting, but the grease is embedded into the brand new carpeting. Is there a product out there that, um, without, you know, like uh, you know, like bleaching or no, no, no? What color? What color is the carpeting? 
it's uh, kind of a, a light beige. Mm. And you haven't touched it yet, yeah. right? No. Um, everyone's like, stay away from it. And, and I'm like, well, wait, can't we just like, you know, rub this out? No, no, no. no let's no. let's do this since it's a brand new carpet and there's grease. I mean, I could give you a bunch of solutions there, but um, let's. Uh, I want you to call Executive Carpet Cleaning when we get off the phone and have them come out and do this. Because they have oh. the right kind of cleaners and they know exactly how to get it right. You don't want to mess with this because if you... If you do something incorrect, you'll rub it in and it'll never come out. Do you have a pen or a pencil? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, I do. 630-990-8600. Call Kelly when we get off the phone. And, um, okay. or, you know, I don't know if she'll pick up, but leave them a message and see if they can get out there uh, next week. Uh, but don't touch it and, and get them there as quick as possible because we don't want to get it embedded, and I bet they'll get it out for you. Yeah, it's definitely embedded. I, I, I'll, you know, to a certain extent. We have a dog that walked over it, too. Yeah, well, keep the, keep <laughs> the dog off of it. You know, like if you can put something okay. over the top of it, like a chair or something, you know, in the meantime, just to keep them off okay. of there. But then okay. call them now and see how quickly they can get out there. And uh, another quick thing, can we still donate to your Misericordia Fund? You absolutely can. Um, I don't know that the link is up at WGNRadio.com, but if you went to Misericordia.com, there's a way to donate there. And uh, okay. uh, and, and that your, your donation will be gladly accepted, and I don't need the credit. It's fine for you to donate directly to them. Well, thank you. And uh, one more thing, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my great friend, Marty Brown, who's listening right now. All right, Marty. And and Marty, I'll bet Marty will donate to your Misericordia Fund, too. Attaboy, Marty. All right. Thank Thank you you. so much, Lou. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, You know, I got a funny, uh, you know, uh, our our, uh, sales rep, uh, account executive extraordinaire, Kevin McDonough, um, he sent me a picture uh, of he and a, a gentleman. I got to send you this picture because Kevin's wearing this uh, American flag shirt, which I told him if you can get a nickel for that shirt, I would sell it because it would, you know, and I'll send you the picture of it. But he said, hey, Lou, happy 4th. I'm in Evergreen Park at the parade. Evergreen Park, by the way, I'm sure he's on 95th Street where you can live your entire life on 95th Street. And he goes, I ran into a friend of mine's dad. He's been listening to you for 25 years. And there's a picture of him and his friend's dad. And his wife said, on Saturday mornings when I get up, I can count on two things, smelling bacon and hearing Lou's voice. Great job. Great people. Isn't that nice? That's so sweet. <laughs> so then I said, if you can get a quarter for that shirt, you should get it. He goes, because my dad, this is what Kevin says, my dad filled out a mailer from a Sports Illustrated 30 years ago for this shirt. He goes, and every year I wear it. And i shocked. He said that it still fits, sort of. <laughs> Attaboy, Kev. 857-5574. Lou, it's 746 in the morning. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. He's taking your questions live till 10, right here on 720 WGN. Give me a one-way ticket somewhere I've never been. I'm rock, paper, 
paper scissors and I'm bound to win. You can't shake me. Welcome back. And I ain't no use in trying. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Anywhere. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Wait, I have a question before we get back to the calls. So I was um. I'm a Went out to dinner last night with uh, our son and daughter-in-law and my wife, and uh, somehow we were talking about, have you ever heard of, Don Kleppen, I'm going to say, is going to heard about this, maybe Andy too, maybe Lindsay, you too, because you're very hip, the Burning Man Festival? Yes, oh, yeah. totally. Thank you. Yeah. For sure. Well, yes, thank you. What? Yes, thank you. Well, I mean, I, because you don't think I'm hip enough to know what Burning Man is? I went to Burning Man. You Whoa. did? No. You sold it well. Didn't, but I. Wow, you did sell it. I was gonna totally go with that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, friends that went. Okay, I was. uh, (laughs) Okay, can can and I'm gonna try and explain. Do you know what it is? Yeah, festival of music. Wait, do okay. Hold on, Miss. Oh, I know. Okay, so tell me what it is. I don't know the reason for Mm -hmm. why it was started, Mm -hmm. but I do know that everybody makes these big floats and they take them out to the middle of the desert and they all go naked and <laughs> I don't know that naked's part of it. That's not naked. I don't think that was well, like the, the It's in the middle of the desert. So but... Burning Man Festival. I think it's festival, right, Don? Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, it does sound right. Yep. Okay. It's a in the middle of the desert and it's like four or five days and there are these groups of people that go out there. So that so in other words Don Kleppen puts together his Cannabis Man group, and he's yes. going to have brownies made from cannabis. They're going to have big trays of brownies, and that's what they're going to have and bring to the festival. But there's no money that changes hand. Right. Did you know this? I it's a whole barter thing. So then Lindsay's going to go there, and she's going to bring her popsicles, and she's going to make popsicles. I love barter systems. And so now, hey, I'm from uh, Cannabis Man Mahalo. I'm Cannabis Man. That's how he does it. That's right. And he's going to say, would you like some of my brownies? And you're like, yeah, I'll give you a popsicle. And so the whole thing is like a barter thing. Right. A proper market of trade. Right. And it's shaped like a clock. And then there'll be somebody that has bicycles because it's ginormous. And they're like, oh, you want to go to the other side of the festival? I'll put you on the bike. How about a brownie? So for like three days, and so supposedly the only thing you can buy there with money is ice and coffee. Whoa. Which, of course, my next thing was, where's the bathroom? <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to pay for access to that. <laughs> no bartering to get in there. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm, right? So, interesting, right? Black Rock, Nevada. I've heard a lot of other things about Burning Man. I've never heard that before. <laughs> About you, well, you went right to naked. Like people are naked. Well, I, I don't mean, think it's, it's weird. It's been it's around. Like a trip, right? But there's like legitimate people. Like a lawyer from New York goes and does a group of people, and they go there. It's right. like a three day. Like you're, in other words. So the way I was described to me is like. So in other words, you know, you're Andy Mazur, and you're, you know, the sports guy, or whatever. He gets a bunch of his buddies, and they all chip in, and they go, "Hey, let's make a bunch of sandwiches." And we'll bring them out to this festival, and we'll spend three days, and we'll give people our sandwiches for their brownies and their popsicles, and uh, 
and we'll spend three days and have fun and not shower. I'm assuming there's no showering. <laughs> Probably not without a barter for the God, shower. It's got to smell. Yeah, it's right? hot. In the desert. Nevada? Oh, man. And, and like you bring a tent? Oof, how, long like you think you could, how long do you think you could go without showering? I don't know, but by day three, the people with the people really no out three days in that heat. No yeah, way. you, you, Lindsay, three days max for you, Dan. I would say in that heat, not even. I would have to do a two days would probably yeah. be my max. Yeah, I, I got a shower. I couldn't go. Light hot, all sweaty and sticky. No, by by no day way. three, whoever has the cleaning products wins the barter, though. Yeah, that's how that goes. Right. See, sure. so there's the barter. Yeah. Like you do, like a portable shower. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way to go. You can you can ha- you can name your price with, with people you, walking around there. You can clean you up. Yes. Shower. I was just with? talking about that handheld oh. shower water thing to somebody. Yeah, you could just do that. Oh my god, that would be. Oh. You come out there with a giant water truck, like a semi, and just have showers set up and say, "Want to take a shower? I'll take a brownie." Right? That would be great. <laughs> totally. <laughs> they had one of those handhelds at the Maui Resort. Those are the best. Absolutely the best. A Burning Man Festival. I never heard about it in my life, and I thought it was very interesting. Have you Googled? I mean, there's so much more. It's, it's The photos are bizarre. And then they burn like a thing in the middle. Then she, then Amy, my daughter-in-law, said there's like a ginormous Wait, bonfire. No, no, no. No. I don't know how it came up. Like a friend, oh, a friend of hers goes, and it's something with the popsicles. He goes to, it's called like... Popsicle something. They make popsicles. <laughs> That's the their way, group. Burning Man. That's what they org. do. Approximately three thousand tickets at five hundred seventy-five dollars each. Oh wow! I didn't know that. That is the cost to attend Burning Man uh-huh. and Barter. Right. Who's getting that money? Yeah, the guy yeah. with the shower. <laughs> That's right. That is right. <laughs> the guy who's at the Nevada Four Seasons get taking all the money while these people are out there sweating their rear ends off in the middle of the desert. Yeah, man. That's the smart guy. That's who I want to be. I want to be the guy getting the 575. <laughs> totally. 857-557-4, Luke. 857-557-4568. This is Kevin in Naperville. Kevin, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you this morning? Doing well, sir. So I just, about three weeks ago, had a concrete patio, a uh, garage floor, and a sidewalk put in. Nice. And I'm a big fan of the wet and forget, and um, I wanted to know how long do I wait before I put that on the concrete? Uh, Well, have you sealed any of this concrete? No, no. It's still brand, I mean, it's only three weeks old. Okay, who's going to seal it? I, I that was my next question is I'd like to do bone dry with it. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you could do the bone dry now, but if you went to bonedryproducts.com, okay. There's probably a phone number there too. If you call them, they will give you expert advice on how to put this down and when. And okay. I, I want that down first before you do anything else. Okay. And okay. that is a just an Perfect. unbelievable sealer that'll do such a terrific job. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. That's all I had. Thank you so you much got it, for buddy. saving me a bunch of time and a bunch of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Have a great 4th of July weekend. I appreciate you calling this morning. Is your home broken? Do you have a wet basement or mold on your roof? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need a weekly dose of Lou Manfredini. Studies show that by listening to Lou, your home will look better, be worth more, and you'll have more friends. Ask your doctor if you're healthy enough to listen to Lou. If it takes longer than four hours to regrout your tile, turn off the radio and take deep breaths. These side effects will subside, and then you can get back to learning how to maintain your home the right way. Speaking of birthdays, it was the Skipper's birthday last week. Happy birthday, Lyle Dean. It was Lyle Dean's birthday last week. 857-5574, Lou, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Let's go back to the phone lines now and talk with Mike, who's in Arlington Heights. Hey, Mike, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I have, what? Uh, question. Good, good, good. Old St. Hillary's guy uh, calling from Arlington Heights. Very nice. Question for you about my uh, roof. I've got uh, recently installed a roof uh, five or six years ago. At the time, they told me I didn't need a ridge vent, or they told me I didn't need an attic fan. I'm sorry, an attic fan. So they took the attic fan out, and they installed a ridge vent. And my question is, should I install an attic fan? It's awfully hot up there, and I'm thinking that maybe I should have a, some kind of flow to force the hot air out of the attic. I am a big fan of attic fans, and um, you know, to me, there's never enough, or there's ne- there's never like there's no such thing as too much ventilation in an attic space, in my opinion. Okay, so. I'm a okay. I, I'm a big uh, proponent of attic fans that have both a thermostat and a humidistat installed on them, so that you know if you get high moisture content, the fan kicks on. If you get high heat, typically uh, the setting that that we put them at is 90 degrees. Anything over 90 degrees, the fan kicks on. And in particular, you know, when we get those hot spells at night, you know the there, you, a lot of times when you go to uh, like Costco, they'll have a um, a solar powered attic fan, right? And so the nice thing about that is you don't have to do any wiring; you just have to cut the hole in the ceiling or in the roof rather, and you plug it in and it goes. The only downside to those fans are at night they don't run because there's no sun. And so when we get uh, that yeah. when we get that stretch of really hot weather, you know, um, right. My daughter, our daughter lives, uh, one of them lives down in New Orleans, and uh, they did a report on the Today Show this past week about how hot it is down there. And when the guy was doing his report at 6 in the morning, it was already 90 degrees down there. Now, at night, even here, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, it can be in the high 80s or 90s. That's not uncommon. And that attic is still really hot. And so, to me, a wired fan... A couple of the good names are uh, Dayton and Brone. They mo- both make very good, uh, high-quality attic fans, and um, you're going to do no wrong by installing one. Yeah, okay, good. Dayton or Brone. Okay, got it. Good, good, good. Yeah, it, it's it, the heat up there, especially at night, uh, it's tough to cool down the, the bedrooms. Correct, so, uh, correct. It's going to help us a lot. Right, okay, 100%. So I, was, I was concerned... I'm, I might be overdoing it or, no. uh, you know, 
uh, knocking out the effectiveness of the ridge vent. But this is great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You, you got it, but Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 Lou, this is Julie in Hoffman Estates. Hi, Julie. Oh, hi there. Good morning. Um, I have a problem. I have a, a, oh, crap, what's the name of it? A Honeywell thermostat. Okay. And I got the same, you know, the front looks exactly like the old one, but when I took it off, it, the inside is not like the new one. So you're, tra- so you're, I've already wait, turned- so you're trying to install a new thermostat. Right, and okay. I've already turned the furnace off. Do I need to turn the air conditioner off, too, on the electrical panel? Yes, or if you go to your... Did you turn your furnace off on the switch that's on the side? Oh, yeah, I did that a while ago. Okay, so now... Um, But then then I turned off from the electrical panel also. That's fine. The, 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 the air conditioning breaker that you have there, that's for the condensing unit outside. If the switch is off on the furnace on the side, the, fur- okay. the furnace and what you're working on is now the, the electricity's off. So all you have to do, is the old thermostat still on the wall? Yeah, I didn't want to unscrew it until I talked to somebody. All right. Do you see the wires that are connected to the thermostat? Yeah, there's four. There's okay. a, uh, you know, let me, ow, get my glasses on for me. Okay. There's, Take your time. Uh, Take your time. We I'm got, nervous. We, no, don't be nervous. We, we're here till 10. Okay. I got a... A white wire, a yellow wire, a blue yeah, wire, a yellow, and a red? Yeah, it's yellow, blue, mm-hmm. red, green. Green, okay. And the yellow and blue are in the two sections, and then there's like three sections, so the red and the green are in the first two. Okay, do you see... The I mean the second two. Okay, you see the terminals that they're screwed into? Yeah. Are there letters associated with those terminals? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So is there, there is. is there a W that's by the white? Right, is that's there the a, first one. Is there a G by the green? Right. And that's the next one. Okay. So then there's the space. Yep. So and then with, there's an R and a Y. Okay. So Y would be yellow and R would be red, but you don't have that color. Well, I have it, but the yellow is with the W A U X. Okay. W auxiliary. I don't. Okay. So your new thermostat should have the same terminals with the same lettering. Um, yeah, now this one, the new one, it has, the first one says RC. Right. Then it looks like there's a space, because there's a little prong to, they said to pull that out. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, a looks like a WGT. Okay. 
and then a W, a Y, a G, an O, and a B. Okay, and you have a blue and a green, correct? Yeah. So the B is the blue, the G is the green, the W is the white, and the Y should be uh -huh. the yellow. Uh-huh. So if you want to, the first thing that I would do is connect the wires to the corresponding letters that are the first letter of the color. And in a perfect world, it all works. But there should be instructions with your new Honeywell that if you may have to, it, it may ask you some questions about your furnace, about which wire goes where. Now, if you can't yeah. if you can't answer that, then you may need help of an HVAC contractor to come out and take a look. Yeah, the trouble is, I had a friend install this one, and the new one or the old one? So. The old one. Okay, but the old one was working, or it wasn't. Yeah, you know what? It's like twenty years old. Got so it was. It's so. been. It's been working. Yeah, and it just didn't hook up tight, so it kept on falling off, so one last fall, and it did it in. Got it. Understood. Well, start with the corresponding colors and the letters and see if that is successful, but if not, you're going to need the help of an HVAC contractor to come out and take a look. It will be a quick thing for them to figure out. They may have to look at the furnace and just line up the wires, but you know, based on what you're telling me, it should work that you line up those wires and it all works. I appreciate the phone call. It's 8.30 in the morning. When we come back, we've got some unique 4th of July recipes with this really fun uh, chef cook out of New York that I really had a pleasure talking with. I think you'll enjoy listening to him as well. But first, this report at WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini, taking your calls live all morning. Here he is now, right here on House Smarts Radio. Jesus, Sammy, Blue Jean, baby, born in the USA. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini. All right, uh, the holiday weekend, 4th of July. A lot of us are going to be getting together with family and friends. We're going to be cooking. And, you know, for a lot of us, it, it, we, we go back to the same thing, right? I'm just going to have some burgers and some hot dogs. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But sometimes if you come up with a, a really cool recipe or something a little different, it can make an impact on your guests, and it can be fun to create. So Lindsay was looking around, and, and I thought, we got to find somebody that can give us some ideas. Well, we discovered this. We didn't discover him. But uh, the gentleman's name is Dan Pelosi, who is a recipe designer. He's actually a, a Brooklyn-based designer, but he also turned, well, it says right here, Dan, that you turned into a culinary sensation. So I'm throwing that out there, <laughs> and, and you're, you can't do anything about it. But you also are known as Grossi Pelosi. So before we start, can you please explain? <laughs> Yes. Hi, Lou. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, I love your descriptions. I'm changing all of my bios to recipe designer, right. culinary sensation. Go for it. Um, thank you. I, um, the, the name Grossi Pelosi comes from when I was in college, which was 40 years ago, um, or 20 years ago. Sorry, I'm 40. <laughs> right. um, and the, the, Drew, the Drew Barrymore movie Never Been Kissed came out, um, and her nickname in the movie was Josie Grossi, 
So, of course, all of my college friends thought that was really funny and then started calling me Grossy Pelosi, Got which it. I love because it's just like, doesn't it's not self-serious. It's funny. It's, you know, <laughs> sort of like rhymes, which I love. And I started making all my my social media handles Grossy Pelosi, and it just kind of stuck. So now it's sort of my, uh, my kind of alter ego thing. and my Instagram. Well, yeah, what, so it's well, a fun name. And well, people call me Grossy, which I love. And what I kind of, you know, doing a little investigation about you, you were on the verge of going to culinary school. You grew up with, with a family full of people that cooked, an Italian family, a lot like yeah. I did. Food was part of your life. Yeah. But then you kind of switched, and you became a designer of like of, of of like buildings or interiors and things like that, right? Yes, a lot of retail, um, a lot of um, like PR events. I did stuff for um, for big brands like Nike and Gap, and um, you know, really really fun stuff. I've done a few fun projects in Chicago in my day, which oh, is nice. uh, always really fun as well. So yeah, yeah. So well, and then, but I always was cooking on the weekends, and I always kept food part of my my life and now it's the, the tides have changed and I'm doing food full time which is so fun. That's so fun. You know it, I always love when I mean you, you mentioned that you're you're 40 years old right and you, you obviously had this yeah. career and you were successful at your career but then you kind of fall into your passion right and you I'm sure there's a yeah. moment when you're like how can I turn this into what I do full time and, and be something totally. that I love to do and that's got to be super rewarding yeah. for you. It really is. And people told me always, like, you should do food full time. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I have two big passions um, that I was able to explore both professionally. So it's really, really fun. And they both inform each other, which is really cool. Mm. And I've been able to create a brand, a very nice food brand. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't go to design school, didn't work in marketing, didn't work with some of the best brands in the world. So it's really been a cool, um, a cool progression. Well, since you are, uh, you know, a culinary sensation, as it says in your bio here on my page, <laughs> what I want to do is give some people, give some people some uh, ideas. Uh, and and your first recipe that you have really got me excited because in in our family, yes. we have a bunch of people that are all gluten free, and so we're always super conscious yes. of that. And I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. when they hear gluten-free, they're like, ah, it's going to not taste good. But that's really not the case. You no, have a, a recipe for a green not. goddess potato salad. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think this is such a good one. I mean, everyone loves a potato salad, which is inherently gluten-free. But, of course, you could always add lots of gluten to it. But I think what I love about this salad is that it's accessible um, in terms of how you make it. I have a, my Grossi Goddess, which is a homemade green goddess dressing that has sort of an Italian twist to it. It's got some mint. It's got some basil. Um, of course, it has a little anchovy for some delicious saltiness. Um, but you could also go out and get a bottle of your favorite green goddess dressing, and that totally works, too. And then it just has some really nice salted, boiled little potatoes. And then we throw in nice, a nice bit of greens. There's some uh, snap peas. There's some asparagus. There's any kind of green vegetable that you love. And you just kind of mix it all up, mm. let it chill. And it is such a delicious. It's like very much the word salad is highlighted because you've got some other veggies there besides right. potatoes. But the flavors of all the herbs and you chop up some fresh herbs as well and put them in. It's just such a win. Potato salad is one of those things that you can really sort of take uh, a little license right with, right, and add a few things to try it, right? Totally. And I always encourage that with my recipes. It's like my recipe is just a way to get you in the kitchen, and you get to have fun with it. That's so fun. Um, Fluff, fluffer nutter ice cream cake. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, this is one of my most popular recipes. Do you know what a, you know what a fluffernutter sandwich is? Well, I, I don't think I've ever had it, but I, I know that my oh, kids wow. have, and uh, and you okay. you know it's funny. Um, I was trying to, uh, I was looking at the notes that my producer Lindsay sent me. I'm like, how did we find yeah. Dan Pelosi? And it's actually my daughter-in-law Amy who follows you on Instagram oh and she loves you so big shout out to oh Amy uh, who, who got, got us connected so anyway I know we I love Amy too um and uh, okay so fluffernutter tell us about that yeah so a fluffernutter is peanut butter and then fluff which is a marshmallow cream um, the brand name is, is fluff but it's pretty commonly called fluff it's sort of a northeastern thing but it's made its way across the country mm. um it's a delicious sandwich that you eat and i still eat it but i wanted to turn it into an ice cream cake so there's a few layers here that are really special the first layer is crushed up saltine crackers which give you extra saltiness Ooh. mixed with peanut butter Ooh. and you you layer that wait i would just eat i would just eat that alone that oh, sounds delicious. delicious oh trust me you're <laughs> eating the layers of this cake the whole way as you make it which is great but I, I do it in a loaf pan, so it is a loaf cake, but you could make, you could double the recipe, do it in 9 by 13 you could do it however you want. So you take the peanut butter and the saltines, you layer that in the bottom of the pan, then you take some ice cream. I do vanilla, but you can do peanut butter ice cream, you can do chocolate ice cream, any kind of ice cream you like, and then you put a, layer, a nice thick layer of that. Then you take chopped up salted peanuts, and you do a nice layer, you sort of press them in to the ice cream and do a nice big layer of that. And then on top of that, now this is the ultimate layer, right? So it's fluff, it's Cool Whip, and it's mini marshmallows. And you mix it all together. And this is my favorite layer because it's like next level fluff, and it doesn't really freeze. It just gets kind of gooey and extra chewy and extra delicious. So it sort of drips over the cake when oh, you uh, slice it. Right. And it's so – so there's all these different – sort of like crunchy, there's smooth, there's fluffy, there's the bottom layer sort of like harder and, and uh, you know, really takes a little bit of biting. Um, and then a lot of people love to add chocolate. So I don't do it in my recipe online, but I do encourage people to add a layer of chocolate chips to add chocolate um, ice cream, any of those things. So it's just such a dream. Do I do, do, I do my injection of Ozempic before or after I have the ice cream cake? For those, the, those I have of, no... <laughs> No recommendation. I have no comment on that. That is, that, that is for you sounds, and you only. <laughs> it sounds absolutely delicious. All right, one more. I mentioned about burgers yeah. and hot dogs, and you know, a lot of people are going to default yeah. to that. It's easy to do, but you have a secret yeah. burger sauce. Yes, and I think you know everything I do is trying to just bring back the nostalgia of something you've eaten before. And right. I think when people just kind of put ketchup on their on their burgers, to me, that's just not enough. I need you to have sort of that burger sauce that you when you go to McDonald's or when you go to Shake Shack or when you go to that burger joint and you're like, what is this? Well, mm. I'm here to tell you it is so easy. It's mayo, ketchup, relish, fr lots of fresh dill, and a little bit of sriracha or any hot sauce that you have. Oh. All mixed together to make that sauce. It is all mixed together. And it makes that orange, delicious sauce. And right. it's really the only sauce you need for your burger but, of course, you're going to have ketchup and all the other stuff out there. And it's just it, people dip other stuff in it. It gets all over their faces. It's really, really <laughs> great. And it's such a nice surprise. And I think it makes it makes people kind of appreciate the burger a little bit more because, I mean, obviously we all love a burger. Right. But it's also good on veggie burgers. It could put it on a hot dog. Some people 
dip chips in it. Sure. Like you could really use it for, for your French fries, so, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, yeah, you absolutely. have, is, uh, you have a book coming out. Is this your first cookbook coming out in September? It sure is. Congratulations. Yeah, my very first cookbook. Thank you so much. I think as an Italian American, you might like this book a lot. It's All got right. a lot of your nostalgic favorites in it. It's really great. So you can pre-order. Uh, the book's available uh, September yes. 5th. The, yes. the, the recipes that mm-hmm. we just spoke of are on your website, yes. correct? They are, yeah. DanPelosi.com um, has a ton of recipes. There's so many great suggestions for you. And then the book will be out in September, which will have 101 more recipes for you to enjoy. <laughs> I, uh, I was going through your uh, website, and what, what uh, really uh, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, is the honey sesame pasta salad. I mean, A, the photography oh, is so yes. great, I mean, which is half the battle, I would imagine, <laughs> yeah. when you create these yeah. recipes. Yeah, but, um, boy, yeah. I love all the stuff you're talking about, and, uh, and I love that you're chasing your passion, Dan. That's really, uh, that's really oh wonderful. Gosh. Thank you so much. It's it's just absolutely the best. I'm very blessed to be able to make people happy with my food. And in turn, they make me happy when they make my food and share it with me. So if you're out there and you're making my recipes, tag me on Instagram, send me an email, whatever works. I'd love to see what people make. All right. Give me all those handles uh, before I let you go. Website, your Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. Website go ahead. Is Dan Pelosi. Yeah, website is danpelosi.com or grossypelosi.com. Both go there. And then Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are all grossy Pelosi, um, and it's super easy to find. So, Dan yeah. Dan Pelosi is a Brooklyn-based designer turned culinary sensation. I think that could be like a <laughs> tattoo that you get, perhaps. Uh, Dan, I think it's I'm getting that. I'm, at least I'm going to make a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to meet you on the radio. Continued Great. success and good luck with the book coming out in September. Thank you, and thank you to Amy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, I'll talk to you soon. You're listening yeah. to House Smarts right. Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-5574-LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mumbo number 5. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Wipe it off with a scrub brush, and the rust will come off. Hey. All right, I'm just concerned about you standing up on the end of that balcony, so please be careful. Yes, I will. I, I'll have a friend, or I'll have a handyman, and I'll be holding on to him. He'll do the work. Right. I like going to that Jan lady's house. She hangs on to me when I'm doing the work. It'll be you'll get them. They'll be lined up, Jan, coming to work at your place. Oh yeah, good idea. I'm single, so there. Ready to mingle. Here he is now on House Smarts Radio. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica. Can you just see her like holding on to the handyman? Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Go back to the phone lines. My my text feed now is filled with pictures from Burning Man that Lindsay has sent me. This is Tom in Elwood, Illinois. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning, Lou. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you very much, sir. That's very kind of you. I have a foundation question. Um, the house is about 20 years old, and um, the corner of the foundation uh, has brick veneer, and the corner of the foundation cracked off. 
so it's about four inches one way and four inches the other way and cracked on an angle like a piece of pie, you might say. And uh, the first brick has got a real hairline crack in it. So I want to know how to fix it so that it sticks properly, but it looks good when I'm done. The, the piece that came off, of course, has the waterproofing on it on both sides, etc., etc. Okay, so the... So a chunk of the foundation came off, but the brick veneer is above that chunk, correct? Correct, right. And the first brick that is right above where the piece came off has got an airline crack in it. Okay. But if you put the concrete, like if you take that piece like a puzzle piece, you could kind of put it back in place, and if you held it there, yeah. it would stay. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Do you have a way to, so you need, this is what I need you to do. Um, and how big is that piece? Like the size of a football? Oh, no, even smaller. It's like four inches one way and four inches the other way and about six inches long. So oh, okay. Okay, so, so it's small. take a wire brush and clean up the chunk that came off on the inside and then clean off. Yes the side on the actual foundation, right? And then I want you to get a non-foaming version of Gorilla Glue. Oh, yeah, I know. The key word is non-foaming. Non-foaming Gorilla Glue. Then you're going to splatter that all over both sides of the piece. And when you put that piece in, you've got to figure out a way to put pressure and leave it for 24 hours. Oh, yeah. So, so, so may, like maybe that's a little... What's that? I can put, like, a kicker on it to hold it. Exactly. In like a little piece of wood that you put, a, a like, a spike in the ground and then wedge against it, right, just to hold it there? Yes, yes. Now, the brick that's above it, once we get that piece back in there, is the brick intact other than it has the hairline crack? Oh, yeah. It's all intact. It just has that little crack in it. How wide is the crack? Oh, it's hairline. It's oh, you can almost not see it. Oh well, then can we just caulk it to make sure that water doesn't get in there to make it worse with like clear caulking? Oh yeah, that we can do that. I so can do that. Get a little clear caulk um, and squirt it in there, and with your finger, get you know, it goes in wet. It goes in white. It turns clear, and actually, with yeah. the clear, when it dries, the co- it almost blends the color together, and it'll make that hairline crack almost disappear. Disappear, yeah, good, good. All right, so foaming, non-foaming Gorilla Glue, and pack it in there, put a kicker on it. Hold it for 24 hours, then take it off. If there's any, if there's a little bit that squirts out, that's okay. You'll come back with a utility knife and, and, uh, and, and cut it off. Oh, perfect, yeah. I, I was, didn't know if I was going to pour a new piece in no, there. No, no, no. Put, put it back like a puzzle piece. Perfect, great. Thanks so much. I figured Foundation Day today was the day to call. Absolutely. Today's Foundation Day. That's right. I like that. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 857-557-4568. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
It's Saturday morning. Of course, you could never be Aretha Franklin. Do you imagine being a backup singer to her? Yes, it was. That'd be so fun. And you're tuned in to Lou. Thought That'd about that. Can't always get what you want for Rolling Stones. Like, I'd always wanted to be the backup for that. Now back to your favorite backup singing handyman. Andy would have been the Oak Ridge Boys. He would have been the guy that would be at the bottom. Right here. Actually, I wanted to be the uh, backup singer on Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Someone. She went, all they did was go, dance. <laughs> I think I could probably handle that. But you could use that as a pickup line. Have you ever heard the Whitney Houston song? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> dance. 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 I can prove it, too. Dance. I can prove it, too. <laughs> wow, it's really him. On House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We're here until ten o'clock. Uh, Don and Andy, I'm on the um, official NASCAR Chicago uh, website, nice. and uh, you know you can still get general admission tickets. Uh, without Andy, you may know this. Guess what the range is right now? Right now, is it for the uh, the Pata Club? No, nope. just haven't gotten there general, yet. General admission. Haven't got there. General admissions, GA, for the inaugural, easy for me to say, ranging from $269 to $353. I was going yeah, to get guess some additions. Yeah, you get some, uh, you get some uh, general admission plus is the $353. The President's Paddock Club that you mentioned, they have a starting price of $3,015. Mamma mia. Yeah. Is that all you can do? Road, Pit Road Terrace, $1,265. Premium Hospitality Club, 867 Reserve seats, starting at 465 That looks like you sit and the cars go under you. You're like on a bridge. That'd be mm. kind of cool. And then if you want to go to a suite, call for more information. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to put those up here. Yeah, if you got to call, you don't need to go. And I was looking, so I'm looking at the track. So it is going, it is cruising by Buckingham Fountain on Columbus Avenue. There's a straightaway that heads south on Columbus. I think that's and the start it, and finish line right at yeah, Buckingham, I think right? so, too. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's the President's Paddock Club right there. Mm. But you come on this straightaway from, from Jackson to Balbo, and then there is a 90-degree turn. I mean, we've all been on Columbus Drive there. <laughs> and then you go down Balbo, and you race to a straightaway to Lakeshore Drive, excuse me, DeSalvo Lakeshore Drive. Then you take another 90-degree turn right there, and then you cruise down Lakeshore Drive and kind of angle, and then I guess, what are you coming back? That's not Indiana. Uh, what is that right there? That first turn. And then you come back on Columbus, another 90-degree, and then you know that circle when you come... If you're coming off of Michigan Avenue, when you come across and there's that circle that bends around Michigan Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. They go by that, and there's stands around there as well. Man, I mean, it's kind of cool. It is. It's it's fascinating. It's going to be a cool watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago Street Race Festival. So the shorter race is today. The longer race is tomorrow. And you can just get you know three hundred bucks. You're in. Yeah, and you can pay what. Uh Fifteen bucks a beer, or what? I think the, I think someone was saying yesterday that the six packs are like seventy bucks. Yeah, I saw bucks. that. I saw that. Re- really? Yeah. Wow. It's no Burning Man. 
Well, that's for sure. There's no bartering. This is actually there's cold no hard bartering cash. here. This is cold hard cash, baby. You right. would like to come in here. This is NASCAR. It's more like yep. burning oh. air right now. Here. Burning air, right? Burning. <laughs> you know what it is? No, it's burning rubber. Yeah, yeah. It oh, is. yes. There, there we, we go. go. Burning rubber. Thank you very much. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Ruth in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hi, Ruth. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of um, reflection off of your windows that would ruin the siding on the house next door to you? A hundred percent. So is there something, I mean, I feel sorry for the neighbors um, because now they're contemplating what to do. But um, is there something I can do to prevent that? So is it? So the way do you have like a southern exposure or a western exposure? What tell me what's going on? Okay, um, the, the we're facing our side of our house is facing west, and we're in an older neighborhood, so it's just probably the width of a um, a little bit more than a single driveway, cement driveway, and they have probably from our driveway to maybe five to six feet to their house, <clears throat> and. Um, it used to be just at the south end of their um, their siding that crinkled, but I've just noticed now um, this week walking the rest of the, uh, the driveway, noticing that it's starting to crinkle the rest of their siding. It's probably about one, two, three, four, maybe four to five boards. Up but do from you? Their, but uh, do you, but here's my question for you, uh, Ruth. Do you have so your that exposure you said is west? Right. And and so then the house, the side of the house that's crinkling, that's facing you, is facing east, correct? Correct. Correct. And are, do we have some windows that are the, that's where this reflection's coming off of? Uh, we have uh, my back door, which is on the south end of our house. Then I, going north, I have two bedroom windows, a bathroom window, and another bedroom window. And that's where you and you can kind of correspond where those windows are affecting the siding. Um, I would say yes, like especially maybe my back door or the the two two bedroom windows. Single story home or two story home? Uh, a one and a half. Okay. Um, And you said between your house and their house is how much space? Uh, well, the width of a single cement driveway. Okay. Maybe a little extra, maybe extra foot. And is there and, and um, is there a driveway there, or is it grass? And then it's grass. Right, but in other words, in between you and the neighbors, there's a driveway, not grass. No, right. Uh, there's a dri- driveway, and then they have maybe five feet from our driveway to their house. Okay. And the area where you see the siding is being damaged, is it low or high? Low. It's probably the, uh, we have the foundation and then probably four to five narrow uh, siding strips. So it also could be a reflection from the driveway. What color is the, is the driveway concrete or asphalt? Uh, concrete. Okay. Here's what I would do. Where that area of the siding is damaged, talk to them mm-hmm. about planting some bushes. 
Um, there is some, of, uh, um, not bushes, but uh, flowering plants. Okay. But uh, maybe uh, they're just reaching up probably to the first or second. Right. Uh, so if you were to do like an evergreen, like an arborvitae or something like that, that's more of a, I mean, you could do, you know, they do make these, uh, like these privacy um, panels that you can, that are kind of rectangular in shape and they have like a little design on them and they've got a couple of feet that you dig a hole and two little holes in the ground and you stick them in there and they're more like decorative. Or if they were to put, um, see the interesting thing about what you're describing to me is your houses are so close together that even in the Western exposure, right? I'd be curious to know, as the sun, you know, so at noon, right, the sun is high, and I'd be curious to know, as the sun is setting, how much time is coming across the sun between the two buildings that it's pointing at your house and reflecting back at them? I would say maybe four hours, from probably about one o'clock until about four. And can you, when you look at that and you concentrate on that, you can kind of see that it is, in fact, reflecting? Like, can you, when you look uh, at your bedroom window and then you got to look at their house, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see where it's reflecting onto their vinyl siding. I guess I really never looked at that part of it. I'll have to concentrate. I know our back door sometimes gets so hot. From it's the hard sun. to even open up. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so my point is, for them to protect their siding and kind of, it it, it does happen. I've, I've, I've gotten this question and concern from people over the years. But if you did something like an evergreen, an arborvitae that creates more of a, a wall, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even in, quite frankly, even in the winter, you know, the sun is still shining. I mean, yeah, it's in a different position, but... It can still damage it, even though the temperatures are colder. But um, if you did something like that to mask it to catch the sun, it probably would solve the problem. Okay, okay. Because I even noticed uh, this last week that on the grass right there, there's um, a brown strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with like a crossbar, like what my window would look like, just Mm -hmm. half the, the window. So I'm thinking it's got to be burning, you know. On the grass, there. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. weird, you know. Yeah. I got- but there's nothing that you would do with the window itself. No, I mean, you could, no, no okay. I mean, because, you know, if you put a window film on it, that would be more of, refl- it still would be reflective. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. I mean, you could put, if you put an awning over the window where you deflected some of that, I mean, th- you could do that too, but then that changes yeah. the look of your house as opposed to yeah. the, the bushes, which probably could be beneficial to everybody. Yeah. Um, one person told them that with uh, the windows, sometimes when they get older, they compress the uh, double, I guess you call them double pane windows. Yeah. They compress, and that causes this reflection. I uh, don't know if that makes sense. No, I, th- I think the reflection is probably happening no matter what. I mean, it's glass, no right? What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a, I have a okay. que- Wait, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you go to a fish fry last night? Uh, yes. Where'd you go? Uh, we had we went and picked it up at Sunnyside Tavern in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm, Lindsay loves the Sunnyside Tavern. Was it good? <laughs> 
And she said she went to school at St. Joe's. She is. She's a St. Joe girl. That's right. Yep. And uh, we live like a block south of St. Joe's. Oh, she didn't. She didn't come when she was a kid. Egg your house or anything like that, did no. she? No. <laughs> as far as I know, oh. she didn't. <laughs> Never, Ruth. <laughs> All right, Ruth. Nice talking to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye now. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five. I love that you have full on conversations with the callers before they ever get on the air. Oh my gosh, we're like friends by the time they talk to you. I'm telling you, you, half the thing on this show (laughs) is calling in and talking to Lindsay first because you'll be like, "Oh, what was I calling about?" And then they half the people hang up because they just want to talk to Lindsay. (laughs) It's nine twenty two in the morning. You're listening to House Smart Radio. Me, Lou Manfredini. I'm the host. Really, Uh, we'll be back right after this. Now back to your home improvement handyman, Lou Manfredini, right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. This is Pat in Chicago. Hey, Pat, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I have a terrible time when I am using my electric hedge trimmers of somehow not being able to stabilize the cord to keep from starting to cut through it and sometimes cutting all the way through it. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. I was talking about that earlier. Oh, worry. Okay, yeah. I missed that. You know what you need? Ditch the cord and go buy the Toro 60 volt max battery operated hedge trimmer, and never go back to the cord. Okay. I mean, because yeah, I, it re- I yeah. mean, the thing is, is that I have done it myself, and it's like you know, you think you're being really careful, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to get that one branch over there, and then and you cut the cord and blow the circuit and. You know, and then you're you're starting all over again. And you know, the interesting thing about all of these uh, cordless tools now, Pat, is if you buy the right ones, they have the same power as a gas or a plug-in electric. Actually, they have more power than the plug-in electric. And with the battery, you can go anywhere. Yeah. And so, true. and 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 from a safety perspective, you know, the other thing too. With the hedge trimmers, we always tend to reach a little further than we should. And, you know, you got that cord and you're stretched out and, my goodness, it gets hung on your foot or whatever it is. It's like one more thing to have a problem where you can cause an injury. You know what I mean? Right. And as we all get older, we got to be smarter and, you know, stop for a second and say, all right, am I doing this right or am I rushing through this thing? I mean, I'm, I am to blame for that as well. But uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, even myself, I'm trying to slow down a little bit. But I, I, was, I was telling the story. I'm reading the commercials on this show. But I own the Toro 60-volt Max Flex Force Hedge Trimmer, and it's awesome. Okay. And can I get that at Ace? You can. And the thing okay. is, and the thing is, is that, you know, once you... If you go to that and you buy one of those, you know, then now you have this battery and it'll come with a charger. And then if you then decide, boy, I really like this tool, 
I'd like to buy another tool, and that same battery will fit the other tool. Oh, very so good. Then, so then you just, you don't have to buy another battery, which all the money in these tools is in these very expensive batteries, right? Right. And, um, and so go to, where, where, do you, where do you live, Pat, in Chicago? Where? where? Yes, uh, northwest side, all Belmont, right. Cumberland. Yeah, so go yeah. find a hardware store over there that carries that Toro uh, stuff, and, um, and they'll have it. Okay. Is it ever safe to try to repair one of those cords that haven't been cut all the way through? Is it, like with your electric one, is it that you plug in an extension cord into the unit? Or did it have a cord yes. that was... No, it's it's the extension cord that gets plugged into the unit. Right. So the unit itself has no cord other than a little bit, a little bit that you plug into, but the, the cord itself is the one, your extent, regular extension cord you could use for anything. Yes, that's correct. So if, if I was a representative from OSHA and I was on a job site, if you cut an electric cord and it doesn't go all the way through, you have to throw it away and get a new one. But you can okay. buy new ends for extension cords, and wherever you cut it, you put an end on there. So you have to... Splice the cord, reconnect it to an oh, okay. end, and then connect. Now the cord will be shorter, right? Because, right. but trying to splice it in the middle, I mean, you could, but it's not the safest thing to do. If you wanted to save the cord, you go to the hardware store and you buy one of these ends, and then you do all the cords right then and there. The thing is, extension cords are so cheap that by the time you do all this, you might as well just buy a new cord. Right, right. Okay, well, I'll look into that Toro 60-volt Mac. What was it? Toro 60-volt It's a long name. Mac. It's it's a long name, Pat. See, even Pat's having a hard time with it, for crying out loud. It's the <laughs> Toro 60-volt Max Flex Force Hedge Max Trimmer. Force. I know, it's so much. All right. Just say you want the Toro. I will go check it go out. Go tell them you want the Toro Hedge Trimmer, and they'll tell you what to do. Okay, thank you very much, Lou. <laughs> Bye, Pat. Bye. 857-557-4LU. Into the WGN Radio Newsroom and checking in with Don Kleppen. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy, look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Welcome back. It's so you can call us at 857-5574-LOU, or you can text us our Just Text Me segment this morning. <laughs> you have some text messages for us this morning? Sure do, Lou. Uh, we'll start here. Good morning. We have fairly new granite countertops. The shine is dulled around the faucets and at the back of the sink. How can I get the shine back? Is there a product you can recommend? Mm-hmm. What I would do is clean it really well with my favorite cleaner, Granite Gold Cleaner. And then they do make a polish that will bring back the luster in the top. And so find that polish, follow the instructions on the bottle, and um, it may take a couple applications, but it should work. The problem... With granite and around there at the faucets, that water sits there and starts to dull it. And, you know, you may have hard water and the salt 
the calcium that's in there kind of starts to degrade it. So I'm a, uh, I'm a little obsessed with the sink and the water by the faucet. It drives me crazy. And so you get the water and I'm constantly wiping it away. And the rest of the people in my family, they're not so concerned with it. And it drives me crazy when I come there. That's my OCD, right? And I'm like, can't we just, can't anybody grab a rag and just wipe that up? Why not? You have like a thing with the sink in general, with dishes, the garbage disposal. I, it's I don't like dishes left in the sink, right? That drives me crazy. Just put them in. What? How hard is it to put it in? The, scrape it, rinse it, load it. How hard is that? And then eventually run the dishwasher. But then I come and there's a big pile in the sink. It drives me nuts. And I do like to hand wash. I know. Right. But I mean, then people put stuff they shouldn't put in the dishwasher. Like, you know, your steak knives with the wood handles or the synthetic. Don't put those in the dishwasher. You're going to ruin them. And then I open up the dishwasher and they're there. You have a lot of rules. Like, run the... That's not a rule. Be sure to scrape all the food into the... Don't use the disposal. It's not a garbage can. Your plumbing system is not a garbage can. Run the hot water before you start the dishwasher. So your dishes are cleaner. Clean the countertops. No ring spot water. So your house doesn't look like pig pen lives there. Anything else? Anybody else going to disagree with me? (laughs) Get Teats Nursery on the phone. (laughs) It's just so funny that you, that those are the, that's what you like focus on in the house. Yeah. The important, the important things things. that run through your head. That's what you focus on. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. The other thing too is like we have a, a stainless steel range and on the front edge of, it's got a front edge that's stainless steel. Nobody ever wipes that off, except me. Okay, back to you. Just text me. <laughs> All right. Or like, boy, Next. I thought he was a nice guy, but he's really kind of <laughs> wacky. Just let it all out. Yeah, right, right, right. Happy Uh, 4th of um, July, everybody. The bottom of my salt container for my water softener has brown debris in it. Looks kind of like sand. What is causing this, and what should I do about it? If it's on the inside, you probably should take all the salt out of it, right, and pull out any of the water that's in there, and then wash it. Um, And something like that, since it's a non-porous, probably plastic tub, pour a little bleach, Maybe get a uh, a brush or a broom and, you know, you, probably, you don't want to, like, lean in there, but you can just scrub it, okay? And I wouldn't leave the bleach in there. If you scrub it really well and you remove it, then take a shop vac, suck it all out, put the salt back in, generate it, and uh, it should be gone. It could, probably could just be a little bit of mildew or a little residue from buildup when maybe the levels go down a little bit and it dries out. But I would just clean it and... You should be okay. How about one more? One more. Uh, you have said that solar attic fan needs sun to run at night, right? My solar lights collect power all day and turn on at night. Why would a fan be different? Because the solar fans don't have a battery. So those solar fans do not have a battery associated with them. It's a direct connection between the solar and the motor and to the best of my knowledge, I have not yet seen one that has a battery. It would cost more. It would make sense. I bet the I bet the reason they don't do that is that the battery would have to be a pretty good size for that fan to run constantly. And so there's there's no battery to store up. And you're absolutely right about the solar lights, but that's why. 
That's our Just Text Me segment, 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. This is Chris in Chicago. Hey, Chris, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Chris. Are you racing in NASCAR? Hi, Lou. How you doing? I'm good. I am not racing NASCAR. <laughs> Sounds like a lot more fun than dealing with an HVAC. Oh, what's going on? Well, um, so I'm going to on-ramp you for like 20 seconds so you understand the problem with my system. I bought this house in February of this year, and the, the, uh, the compressor outside is from 1997, so I had it replaced. I did a lot of work in the house, and there's some dust in there, you know, so I also had the ducts clean, right? So fast forward to, uh, you know, about two weeks ago when I started running the air conditioner, what's happening is that the outside refrigerant, um, the connection to the, uh, the, you know, to the compressor is freezing up. It, it looks like a snow cone, okay? Every time I take my filter out, it's jammed up with dust. My HVAC guy has been great. He is, uh, you know, he, he has come over and attempted to fix every single problem, but we're very frustrated because every time I put the filter back in, um, my my compressor, outside compressor refrigerant, fuses up. Hmm. Only when you, so if you pull the, so you, and he's checked the refrigerant level in the system, right? And that's fine? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's solid. And you said, and you said, and you said, when you put the filter in, it com- it clogs right away. When I put the filter in, my system freezes up within uh, eight hours, six to eight hours. And but, then when I pull the filter out, I'm get a, I get a fair amount of dust out of it too. It's really kind of hmm. kind of nuts. Did he take apart? Did he take apart and inspect the A coil above the furnace? Yeah, he completely replaced it. You, oh, we replaced the A coil too. I mean, it, it, yep. that, it's a, that's a it's a funny that's a funny. There's some kind of something going on that doesn't make sense to me. Are you using a pleated filter, or are you making? Are you using a spun fiberglass filter? Ooh, that's a good one. I got it from Costco, and it, I think it might be a pleated filter. Okay, so let's try this. Um, as a test, just buy, and I'm not. I'm not recommending this long term, but as a test, buy the 99 cent spun fiberglass uh, uh, filter, you know, at the hardware store, and put it in there and let that run and see if after you know a day or two nothing happens. And if that is true, then I want you to not buy the Costco pleated filter because that's probably was it a 3M filtrate that you put in there. That's a good question. I All right. Answer. My guess is, because I think that's what Costco sells, that is the most restrictive furnace filter you can buy. If you go to the hardware store and you buy the Ace brand pleated filter for like six bucks, it has the, the, the key in this thing is the MERV rating, M-E-R-V. The lower the number, the more free airflow you get. And so you want something on a MERV rating that's like 10 or less, and if you are like okay. 11 or less, and the $6 ACE pleated filter would be that. But I want you to start with the 99 cent one. If all of a sudden you're like, hey, it's working great, then buy the pleated filter, the ACE one, and throw that in there. And if that doesn't 
cause a problem, then you should be okay. I think it's so, the so I think, think it's, it's I think it's the filter. Okay. All right, so it's an airflow problem. Correct. Try that and see if that works and you may be able to uh fix that problem. Thanks so much for the phone call. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio, 857-5574. Lou, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Oh. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Well, so this is something that I did that I never thought that I would do ever in my life. Your favorite fixer-upper guy. I colored my wife's hair. Your handyman hero. Our friend Megan, who has cut our hairs for like 30 plus years, and she had dropped off the bottles, and there I am shaking the bottle, and I had the gloves. Your Mr. Fix-It. Part of it is, I think I could be really good at this because I have big hands. And so when you're working someone's scalp, you really got to get in there with the color. He's here to help you with anything. And I must say that I did a really nice job. Clearly. Anything. What's really funny is I've never paid any attention to this now, and now when I'm watching TV or something like that, I'm like, their hair color's not that good. <laughs> now back to Lou. It's all about working it into the roots. On Hair Smart, ha- House Smarts Radio. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay, and I pity any girl who's in me today. Um, did I tell you this? When we went to go see West Side Story... At uh, the Lyric, which was awesome. It closed. So nobody noticed this but me, because you know, Lindsay, I noticed things. Did I already tell you this story? And did I tell the story? so hip, Burning Man. You did. I know where you're going with this. Did I tell the story in the air? No, no you didn't. Okay. And I was surprised. Right, didn't, but right. Here we are. So <laughs> there's a scene where Maria's in her bedroom, you know, with Anita. Oh, no, it's the I Feel, it's the, the, it's the I feel Pretty. In the play, the I Feel Pretty doesn't happen in the dress shop. In the movie, it does. But in the play, it happens in Maria's bedroom in her apartment building, right? And so the ladies are singing the I Feel Pretty thing. And, you know, it's it's a little set. There's like three or four women, and there's a bed. It's a little bedroom, right? And I'm looking, and the picture hanging on the wall in her bedroom is Bad Bunny. Now... <laughs> For those of you that don't know Burning Man, like me, but I do know Bad Bunny because my daughter Mallory loves Bad Bunny, and he is a Puerto Rican sensation uh, singer who is, you know, very, very nice, and he's a really talented guy, and I'm going, oh my God, that's Bad Bunny. Isn't that a cool little homage to, like, modern stuff, right? And I I was with my daughter-in-law, Amy, and our whole family, but Amy was closest to me, and I go, look at the picture on the wall and she's like who is that i go it's bad bunny <laughs> who's hip who's gallant, so hip. gallant of you to put that out there too R- right bad bunny oh so oh. Gallant. Yes. <laughs> I, I worked it in at 9 30 but i wanted to do it again i'm sorry i just wanted to, uh, but uh it's only because of the story because i threw out some you know a little uh ocean pu- pollution cleanup thing uh, and gave a little uh mahalo yeah like very nice <laughs> aloha bra aloha bro <laughs> bra that's right bra <laughs> that's right hey our last call is sponsored by mitsubishi electric when heating and cooling your home well mitsubishi electric is the last call you need to make and uh, our last call here this morning is Dave, who's in Montgomery. Dave, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. 
I've got a question for you. I've got about a 50-year-old uh, home with a block foundation. I've got single-pane metal frame windows in it, and they're going bad. Uh, I've talked to a couple of contractors and decided to go with glass block panels to put in. They're the right size. Okay. But invariably, everybody is backing out or what I think is way too expensive. Any suggestions? Um, they're backing out just because they don't want to do the work or? Because they don't want to do the work. Hmm. And where, say this again, where are these windows? They're in the basement. They're like 32 by 14 metal sash windows. Yeah. So it's not like it's an egress window. It's strictly for ventilation. Right, but, do you, would, you, but would you ever consider doing like a hopper window instead of glass block? Uh, I don't think so because of the size. Well, they can... Uh, well, two people that... So I, I have no problem with the glass block, and I think it looks fine, but it, okay. it, it is difficult to find. It, it's not as common as you think anymore, and there's there's a very limited amount of people that are doing that work. But in the hopper world, um, mm-hmm. like the folks at Gilkey Windows, they make a hopper, and they'll make it exactly the size that you need, and actually even Permaseal right. even installs hopper windows in basements. So okay. there's two people you could call. They're not glass right. block, but um, Gilkey's working on a project uh, that I'm working on in Evanston, and, and now the hopper windows that are going in there are, are a little bit bigger than what you've described, but they'll make any window you want, right? And uh, okay. it's all custom, and it would be you could either go with a vinyl frame or you could go with a fiberglass frame, you know, depending on what you wanted to choose. And... Um, Okay. And then, you know, the, the nice thing about that, too, uh, quite frankly, Dave, you get a lot more ventilation when you open them up. All right. Well, with the glass block panel, it's got a... A little vent in it. Miss, missing two panels for venting with windows. Right, but that's really... Screen on it. But it's small. Yeah, yeah. Right. thing is, I don't, I don't have a... Okay. I, I don't have a... You know, I don't have a... In Montgomery, I don't even have anybody I could give you that I know of. Um, there used to be a place. Lindsay, can you look up? I don't know if they're still in business. Imperial Glass Block. There used to be this place in Niles that this is what they did. But recently I was driving down Milwaukee Avenue uh, where they were located, and um, I didn't I didn't see them anymore, and I didn't know whether they were still in business or not. Um in uh, Imperial Glass Block in Niles, Lindsay says they're still around. Yeah, they're still around. So there's, I mean, they're in Niles. I don't know if they'll go to Montgomery, but uh, I have a phone number that Lindsay just got for me. Okay, eight four seven six four seven eighty seven seventy. Thank you very much. You've been a big help, Lou. All right, sir. Good luck with the project. And again, if that. If that doesn't work, then check out Permaseal or Gilkey. I know they can help you with that as well. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Connect to WGN Radio through any smart device anywhere. Say, play WGN Radio and connect to Chicago's very own WGN. During the break, I was saying to Lindsay, oh, we should have a Bad Bunny uh, rejoin song. You know, I'll be so hip, but there's a lot of naughty words in a lot of those songs, so maybe not going to happen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Lindsay, thank you for producing. Happy birthday to the beautiful Sydney Smithwick. I hope she has a fabulous day today. 